Hello, beautiful humans. How are you today? Thank you so much for being here. You are on episode 60 of John Hinoza Podcast. How are you feeling? Wherever you are, whatever that you do, bring your awareness at the space at the central part of your chest. I know life can be busy and your outer world always wanting your attention. So take this opportunity to bring your awareness into your heart by checking in your inner world. What is the most alive emotion that arising to you at this present moment? Create some space. And also check in what is the quality of the thoughts that are running in your head at this present moment. Simply become aware. Not trying to change it, not trying to question it, question it, just simply become aware. And also take this opportunity to scan your whole body from the top of your head, down to your neck, your shoulders, hip, and down to your toes. So these three kinds of awareness, your emotion arising to you, the quality of the thoughts, and your full body awareness, this is a great practice of self-awareness. So becoming aware of ourselves, knowing that despite life requires a lot of us, we can always come back to ourselves. And then let's do three refreshing breaths together. First, exhale, release all the air, <sighs> empty your body, and then now inhaling deeply, feel the air as the air enters your nostrils, following the sensation of the air inside your body. And then as you exhale, release all the thoughts that doesn't serve you, that is not in alignment of your goals, not in alignment of your heart desire, not serving you, release, let it go as you exhale. One more breath, inhaling deeply. And then as you exhale, you may relax your shoulders away from your ears. If you can feel your shoulders being contract contracted, slowly relax your shoulders, relaxing your face, arriving to the space here and now. Now let's do one more breath, inhale. Exhale, create a sounds. And take a pause and check in how you feel. All right. I love to express my deep gratitude to all of you for being here, for all the way here in episode 60 as you all know this is pure <laughs> unedited podcast until this point for three years now and i love to introduce to all of you amazing gorgeous successful woman Ivorin calderon and her nickname is ice so i met her from one of the brunch yeah, brunch and then we had a good exchange of communication and then she shared to me the word ADHD and so with my limited knowledge about ADHD is someone who was unable 
to finish any tasks, unable to focus, but seeing her as high high functional woman like tell us more and educate me. Okay, let me bring you in Ivorian Calderon. Hello. Hello everyone. Hello to all the listeners of this podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hello Joanne, how are you? Wonderful. I'm I'm, I'm excited. So, let's jump right in. Um educate us. What is ADHD? Okay, so ADHD is generally defined as attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. So it's actually diagnosed mainly on kids. But recently, I realized that there are more adults having ADHD. And, and mainly because it's influenced by or the, the, the factor causing it is really the presence of a lot of gadgets. Because like most people do not know how to focus anymore because there's like a lot of things going on, not only not only offline, but also online. So yeah. So every time your phone rings, it, it's already very distracting, right? So more and more people are being diagnosed with ADHD. And there are a lot of people who are probably undiagnosed at this point and they're already they already have it. So yeah. <laughs> Can you take us uh, more on how did you start learning about that you have ADHD? Okay, so a couple of years ago, um, maybe more than five years ago, I went to uh, um, a psychologist uh, for other for other reasons. And then eventually I was um, referred to psychiatrist. And I found out there, that's, that's where I found out that I have ADHD. Okay, so first it was the psychologist and then it was the psychiatrist who said that I, I have it. So yeah, so that's basically how I found out about it. And several doctors later, it's still the diagnosis. So mm-hmm. so there, so there you go. I mean, there there's no doubt about it. I have ADHD. And this is the first time ever that I'm going to speak about it in public, actually, because most people who are well, we are the the ones with ADHD and other other of this um mental thingies <laughs> it, we are called neurodivergence right so the the about being a neurodivergent is not it's not actually very common to you know to be broadcasting about it to be talking about because like we have several prejudices against them or biases against them or maybe some stereotypes about them so yeah so today i'm taking a leap <laughs> and i will talk more about it so that more and more people will actually be aware of it and Probably they already have it and they also, they just didn't know that it's ADHD. Yeah. I love to express my deep gratitude for you for providing this 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 information for to all of us and especially for me. I desire to learn. I always believe that the important things in life, we have to put that on the table. And let's yeah. talk about it until it's desensitized, right? Until, yeah. until we normalize that. So how, how did it serve you after before or after you learn about having ADHD um before before finding out about yeah. the, about ADHD i almost i always had guilt of not finishing some some of the tasks cuz like um most of us like like i personally have a list of my to do for for the day and most of the time, I would not be able to finish, like, for, for say, for example, I had 10 on the list. I would only be able to do one or two and then feel guilty about the rest of the, <laughs> about the rest of the list. And so 
I was I, I really didn't know how that happens, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then after being diagnosed with ADHD, that's how I figured out that I should stop feeling guilty of not being able to finish. And then I was also able to like do something about it. So if you cannot finish the task, why is it? What's the root cause, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then now I am able to manage it better compared to when I was still undi- when I was still undiagnosed. Can you share us more? How do you change? coping your challenges after diagnosed okay so before i was diagnosed yeah the, the guilt is there of not finishing the task and then when i was already diagnosed i already knew that okay there are a lot of distractions so i have um several steps for example i have like the 30 minute the 30 minute focus because mm. i know that's one of the challenges of having adhd is really the the lack of focus really can't it's it's so hard for example right now i am very distracted with all the things on my table and i'm trying so hard not to look (laughs) so yeah so that's one so because of that i learned about the 30 minute focus so the 30 minutes is just putting your timer on for 30 minutes and not touching anything else except whatever it is that you're doing. So that's a 30-minute rule. And then I would have timer for it. So first time I did it, it's like I only lasted for like five minutes and then I already checked my phone. <laughs> so eventually I was able to like beat the 30-minute timer. So there. So that's one of the like coping mechanisms. And of course, a lot of other things because aside from the lack of focus for ADHD, there are a lot of other symptoms that you really have to manage. Yeah. Can you share us more? Yeah, the hyperactivity. <laughs> the hyperactivity is like you can conquer the world <laughs> in in mm-hmm. one day. So something like that. So so that's one that's another thing too. For example, I never lose um energy. Like if I wake up at six in the morning, you can I'm still highly functional at like nine, ten PM. I still have the same energy as when from the time I woke up. There are also times when I don't have the energy at all. So <laughs> so that's that's kinda that's kind of challenging as well. So yeah, so several other things in between. Um, maybe other people also know this, like the forgetfulness. Maybe it's not really about forgetfulness. Maybe you have ADHD. It's like because ADHD um has a very um how do you call it? It was like a very fast processing of the brain. So you tend to um forget the details. So there, mm. because of that, you tend to forget a lot of things. Mm. Yeah. So that's that's also a challenge that you have to manage when you have ADHD, the forgetfulness. I've I thought I I was witnessing you from our last event. You were having a speech and you all you have this bullet in your on your phone. It's like, oh my gosh, it's so good. Like you, you, you talk and you know what to say, and then you have this bullets words that guides you. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's yeah. So it's great that becoming aware of, you know, our personal configuration, like having ADHD and then getting all the strategy to help you. Like one, you did the 30 minutes and also you're doing the, the bullets while you're having a speech. And can you share us more? What else um, that you do like that assists you to so your personal life, to your working and yeah. Yeah, just, okay, so we have this, I learned this at work, we have the Northern Star metric, so there's just one goal Mm. every single time, so because you only have one Northern Star, right, so when you have the Northern Star, there's only one, so what I would, uh, what I would usually do on a daily basis is to ask myself, what's your Northern Star for today, 
so that you know exactly what are the things that you have to be doing to achieve the Northern Star metric. Otherwise, if it's not a part of your Northern Star metric, you don't do it. So for ADHD people, it's very hard to do that, like to focus on just one thing. So so if you have the Northern Star, at least you know. So if I'm like if I'm if I'm touching my phone, is this a part of the Northern Star? Will it will it take me there? If it's not, if it's if it if your answer is no, then you have to put down your phone. If this podcast is this a part of my Northern Star for today? If it is yes, then I should just focus my attention here, no matter how hard it may be. So um. Mm-hmm. Earlier on, um, during the earlier years of my of the diagnosis, it was very hard. But eventually, you get the hang of it. Like, eventually, mm-hmm. you understand that this is this is how this is how things work, and you can actually train your brain to to do to to focus, no matter no matter how hard. Like, because like for example, it's I hear I hear a, I hear noise, right? So okay, let me let me also share this. So yeah. so. Um, ADHD people easily get tired when there are a lot of conversations going on, not mm-hmm. because they want to listen, but because they hear everything. So like, because the the brain is like, the brain has, the brain keeps up with all the conversations. That's why it's, it's like, it's like a pro, it's like a pro and con pro because like you can listen to all the conversations in a meeting so that you, you are keeping up with it, but also um, it's a con because at times you don't really know which conversation you should be in. So yeah, mm-hmm. so it's it it really takes a lot of practice. So if you are if you're listening right now and if you have if you feel like you have ADHD, <laughs> then maybe uh, you you or your some of the symptoms here resonate. Let, let you better get checked <laughs> so that you know mm-hmm. how to manage it. So really, the training is to focus and also discipline to focus in one point one yeah. at a time. And yes. no, I really like what you shared, like the North Star of the day. So how this is my North Star of the day, and all my action it should be in alignment with my North yeah. Star of the day. If not, then let it go. And you discipline yourself throughout the years. So you're a successful real real as a consultant, right? It takes over eighteen years. Wow, this you are you. you are in the field for so long yes okay tell us more how you manage your your clientele your your work and also you're also you have you have employees right and yes. there's so many things in your plates and how do you best manage them all while keeping your 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 center <laughs> yeah i think that's that's the right word keeping your center because it's it's difficult uh mm-hmm. when Okay, so from the moment I wake up, it's really it's already like there are already a lot of distractions, mm-hmm. and it's it's already very challenging for a normal human being, right? Especially yeah. for those who are like us, you know, the neurodivergent ones. So what I uh what I usually do is have a list of what I should be doing. So it l- lists are really lists are really very helpful because now we, because you just have to take off what you've done and what mm-hmm. what you haven't yet. You you can see it on a list. Uh yeah, so that's pretty much it. It's really list, and then also I remind everyone to to follow up. If for example I miss any on anything, they should be the one following up just in case I miss anything, which is which is barely, which I barely miss out on anything because I I I tend to like be very organized because again, one of the problems or challenges of having ADHD is being organized. At least mm-hmm. because of the several things going on, yeah. in our life. So it's hard to be mentally organized. And as most people, as most people would probably um, do, 
we every everyone's just um physically organized right but for ADHD people we also have to be mentally organized so the lists work and calendars google calendar yeah, yeah. that's a big help really and mm-hmm. what else yeah and then just basically telling everyone that hey if i miss out on anything you tell me so that you know we can work on it and most people i think most people most of the people who i'm working with are aware that i have adhd so <laughs> so yeah so i think that that also helps the the supportive environment and you also feel pretty open about it. We first we we met it the first time. Yeah, you mentioned that. Oh wow, okay, tell me more about it. That's why I was like, hey, we should we should talk more, and I want you teach me more about this. So I like what you've um shared from our last call about. Was it? I'm really. I get really inspired. The 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 bright side of having ADHD. Like you guys have amazing ability to see one problem from many different perspectives all at once. Yes. Yeah, the, tell us more about that. Yeah, because um, again, the ADHD brain um, functions really fast. So because the, the I think the normal brain, I, I'm not sure how I will be able to explain it, but I'm trying so hard. Okay, so because according to- You're my, doing it so well. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> So according to my counselor, um, an ADHD brain um, moves too fast. So that's why for, mm-hmm. for people with ADHD, they easily get bored if you're, they're not doing anything. That is why they would try to do something with their hands or whatever, like what I'm doing now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually fidgeting. So remember the fidget cube is really for, for people with ADHD. <laughs> so that um, when, when, when everything just feels so... So um, fast in their brain, they have to do something so that it the brain aligns with the physical with the physical mm. body. So yeah, so that's um so there from so from there um given that scenario, in we have like for example one problem, and then we can see it from different angles just because our brain just moves too fast. And that's also why, by the way, we cut people off when they're talking. So <laughs> it's very impolite, I know, and uh. I realized that when before I was diagnosed, I realized that I was cutting people off and I was like called out several times for it. And then when I was diagnosed, I realized, oh, that's why. Now I understand why I cut people off because if I don't cut people off, my brain will forget what I was about to say. Yeah, your train have, of thoughts. Yes, my tra- train of thoughts. So I have to, wait, Joanne, I need to talk because yeah. <laughs> that I was about to yeah. say so to avoid that, what I usually do is, for example, we are in a meeting or especially if it's a very, you know, it's a very long discussion and I cannot cut people off because you shouldn't do that, right? <laughs> but I, I write I write it down so that after the discussion, I can ask, <laughs> I can mm-hmm. ask the person about or share whatever it is I have in my head. Mm-hmm. I love to acknowledge your level of self-awareness like you know so much about yourself you know how you you how you how you function and you know what kind of support you require and you know your limits and you know how to handle your limits like you have all the tools that 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 works for you that's that's a very good self-awareness so i've inspired with one question because you mentioned like couple of times that having ADHD you guys have this really high functional brain so at night 
how do you decompress like how you how do you slow down your brain into into alpha state or into into sleep state Oh yeah, that's okay. That's that's <laughs> that's a very good question. It's very challenging to oh. um, because in my head, like so, even if the body is already very tired, in my mm-hmm. head, I'm still it's still going on and on and on, right? So, um, I would I would usually like watch something that is not related at any at anything with my life. For example, mm-hmm. I wouldn't watch something re- related to work, anything okay. that's so funny or anything light. So. That's one. I can. I try. I try my best to watch something that is not a work related or mm-hmm. day related. Like whatever happened to my day shouldn't be related to that. Mm-hmm. Um, second is I would read a book. Um, mm-hmm. for so many years I I have done that. Just read the book. But sometimes even the books that I read are related to work. So mm-hmm. so it's like triggering my brain to you know to to think some more. So. Mm-hmm. I figure that I should just choose anything that is not related to, you know, just that's not related to work. Um, number three, I would just okay. This is this is by far the most effective. I was I would just turn my phone off, and mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, and then try to sleep because I think this this is the this is the most um this is the most effective because when you hold your phone, you tend to open any app any app at all and then you you just there's there are no stoppers for example mm-hmm. on facebook um this is what i learned um in the past uh, during my time when you we we have stoppers uh for example when you read a newspaper you know that at the end i mean yeah. you know where to end right but mm-hmm. for example if you're browsing on the internet mm-hmm. or doing social media there's there are no stoppers mm-hmm. so it doesn't help you in any way unless um so what i did with my facebook is that it has a timer like it automatically closes when 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 i've already reached the maximum time limit mm-hmm. or when it's already night time so you can do that mm-hmm. i think um, on your facebook mm-hmm. so yeah so that's my stopper but most of the time it's very tempting to just you know randomly scroll mm-hmm. yeah social media I, i'm i'm a big fan of instagram like there are a lot of pictures there so you it's to think some more so yeah yeah <laughs> I feel that this episode is not only for people with ADHD. I think in some point at this time in our in this era, we all have ADHDs. Like because you mentioned about our phone, like our phone, especially Instagram and, and any kinds of social media, like we can just see 10 photos in, in less than a minute. Yes. In our brain, it doesn't in the 10 kinds of different topics in less than a minute. Exactly. And then we do that unconsciously and consciously. And I I found I also found myself that if I absorb more information, I have this, you know, feel high in my head. Like, oh my yeah. god, more information, more information, more information. But like, do, do I really do I even need this information? I don't need this information. Exactly. Yeah, I think yeah, in this era, it's 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 because of the social media and, and I wanna acknowledge your discipline. Like okay, this is enough. Actually, yesterday iPhone will will tell me like how many hours I hang out on my phone a day, and I'm so happy. Last week I only five hours and forty three minutes. 
Because because every time, okay, I have Instagram, I, I'm on social media, but every time I found myself, okay, I stopped right away and then I dropped my phone. I'm not using it. Like, is this serving me? Okay, I'm not using it. Okay. Because so many great creators and social media is really catching our eyes, right? Yeah, so I I'm gonna really use your North Star. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna happy that. I'm just gonna I'll take benefits on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um share us. Okay, this is a totally different question. Like, could you share a very brief like how did you get into real estate field uh okay so when when i was okay another thing about adhd people is that we we want yeah. to do a lot of things right yeah okay <laughs> so i remember being in high school and i wanted to be a pilot so that was my that was really my um uh my dream and then eventually when i was in college when i was already graduating from high school i wanted to be a psychologist and then eventually I became an English major, um, a communication major, finished uh finished th- that degree. And then I was I was recruited in real estate in college. Um, and then per- um pursued my real estate career right after college. So that's how that's how it got me. That's how I got there. But um I realized I didn't know about real estate until college. I didn't know that it was there was such a thing because like most people when you ask them you know most kids when you ask them what do you want to be when you grow up you want to be a teacher a doctor an engineer or whatever nobody nobody says I want to be a broker (laughs) one day right so I only found out about real estate when I was already in college and then um it was it it sprang from my for my love for houses because I grew up in a you know in a tiny home and I wanted to like visit big houses. And then I realized, oh wait, there's a there's a career for it. You can actually visit houses and sell them. <laughs> so yeah, so that's how so that's how I got in there. And you built your own company. Yes, I recently built my own company. Um this year actually. So mm-hmm. coming from coming from um real estate for so long as an employee now i figure that hey it's it, it's it's the time you know <laughs> it's it now is the time to like have my own have my own path you know build my own path in the real estate so yeah i'm inspired because you've shared so many how did you <laughs> you've done so many things and then finally, okay, okay, um, real estate. I really do believe, like you know, it's so good that we expose ourselves from many different fields, and then finally we will just know what kind of field that really okay. I'm staying here. I think it's not only for ADHD, for everyone. For everyone, it's highly, rec- it's highly recommend. Like, expose yourself many different kind of field, and you will know more about yourself. And you finally like, okay, this is the one that I want because I've tried so many things. Uh, can True. you share us more um what is your services your 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 products <laughs> oh yes thank you so um in uh, real estate i've been in the residential um segment for so long like for almost two decades but we're also into commercial and residential uh, commercial and industrial so commercial includes like most people do not know this but because most people think when it's commercial it's retail like the restaurants right the grocery mm. So commercial is further categorized into retail, which are the stores, and then the offices. So the office spaces are also under commercial real estate. Mm -hmm. And then there's the industrial real estate, which is um, about 
warehouses, you know, these are industrial zones, the PESA ones, um, these are all under the industrial real estate. So yeah. So if if like <laughs> if you're looking for an office or uh, a warehouse or a house or a condominium, so that's 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 ours for <laughs> that's ours for them. <laughs> So all listeners, you listening this episode, as you can see, if you're dealing with, you know, lack of focus, you think that you're undiagnosed ADHD or you're already diagnosed as ADHD, I'm sure most of us, we think that it's going to be a hurdle, but Let's be inspired by Ivy, by how she managed and really find the right tools yeah. that really works for you. Of course, there's a lot of tools and we can also get the tools that Ivy have shared to all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Is there... Seek yeah. help. Seek help when you when you feel like you need to. Because uh, like I, I'm not doing it alone. I have, of course, I have my doctors and... um. I also have a very strong support system. I have, you know, my my family knows about, my friends know about, my colleagues know about it, so that they know that there's 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 this person who's who's struggling as well. So sometimes it can get overwhelming. So when I'm overwhelmed, I tend to walk away. Like I tend to like literally walk away, <laughs> take myself out for a walk because um neurodivergents are easily are easily overwhelmed when there are too many things going on. Mm-hmm. So what I would usually do is to walk away or if the conversation is just too much, I tend to like opt out of it first and then come back once once everything simmers down. Yeah, so yeah. that's... Which is also not only for people who are neurodivergent, but also even for everybody else. If you feel like you are overwhelmed, you don't have to engage. You can you can detach yourself from it and then come back once you're once you've already settled down. I want to highlight this character of you because, you know, we Asians, we, we, most of us were like, we're pleasers, right? Yeah. I, I like that you mentioned, okay, if it's, if it's too much for you, you can feel your nervous systems, feeling overwhelmed, mm-hmm. take a pause, exit the conversation and take a walk to regulate your nervous system and able yeah. to communicate that. Like, hey, um, I, I need to take a pause. I need to take a walk. This is overwhelming with my nervous system. You have high self-awareness. <laughs> I think, yeah, for everyone, with or without ADHD, high, high self-awareness is the best character I, I, ever. And you're able to self-regulate and you know when you're aware, when when you're overwhelmed already and you, you're able to communicate and you take a pause and you're able also to know, you know how to self-regulate by walking. Like yes. you are evolved woman. <laughs> I, love, <laughs> I, I love everything that you share. Thank you. Okay. Is there well, anything, is there anything else you desire to share to the listeners? Um, I think for for those of you who are you know who are listening right now and you feel like you have ADHD, you can Google them the symptoms. But um, it's still best to get yourself checked because like you know Google has a lot of information. But sometimes you just you probably tend to feel that way, but you don't really have it. Like maybe you're just you know overwhelmed at the moment. You feel like everything just takes off but it's not really ADHD maybe another problem Mm -hmm. or you're just tired so better get yourself checked because I I've met several people who feel like they have the ADHD but 
when they were diagnosed, they didn't have it. Um, just because I told them that, hey, I have ADHD and I have this symptom. So better get yourself checked. That's number one. And number two, if you are if you are someone who is working with people who you feel, hey, this this symptoms, I have um, I think my my daughter has it, I think my husband has it. Um, you have to like convince them to be checked or have more patience with them as you as you go along if they don't want to be diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so far one of the challenges for for us people for us is um the stigma of you know being labeled this and that but it's just pretty normal um we should probably um i i read this somewhere that we should treat um this mental mental uh what's this mental issues just like our physical issues like when you have flu what do you do right so you yeah, don't say yeah, you don't you don't say that. Hey, you you work more when you have flu, right? So when you have flu, what you do? You take a you take a break. So sim, um, we should treat mental uh problems just like that as well. That we need to take a pause or need to take a break, and we have to have more patience with the person who has it. You know, when mm-hmm. you're sick and you when you're physically sick, people tend to be nicer to you <laughs> because mm-hmm. hey, she's sick, she cannot function really well. So maybe we should do that too for people who have mental issues or mental problems you know a little understanding goes a long way a little kindness goes a long way for for um for people who who need it yes 100 percent. and this is why you know we expose we have this kind of conversation yes. we have this kind of episode so to neutralize and to educate everyone and you have the greatest ability to to communicate who you are, what you are, and your limits and your tools and what you require and how you desire to be supported. Yes. Asking for help is key to to have a better life or to have a chance of better living your life. You know, mm-hmm. you shouldn't mm-hmm. be afraid of asking for help. And if we don't receive that help, we better help ourselves, you know? <laughs> yes, yes. All right. So I love to seal this episode by asking one question. Are you yep. up for it? Okay. Yes. The question is, if you have one heart message for me and for everyone, what is your heart message? Um. Well... I always say this, I think, um, be a little kinder <laughs> because we do not we do not walk the same, we do not walk the same roads, we do not walk the same paths. And no matter how how normal we seem to be, some people are just, you know, going through battles that they're not even they're not even talking about. So let's be a little kinder. Whether whether we have ADHD or we don't, I think we everybody, every human being, every creature in this world deserves kindness. I feel that in my body. I feel that in my body. I love that you mentioned, even mm-hmm. though we look like we're all together, it yes. doesn't mean we're not carrying something heavy because yes. we are just so great at dancing with our pain, dancing with all our problems gracefully. Correct. <laughs> I was telling everyone, you have two choices, like to carry your pain and your problems being ugly or carry your pain and problems being beautiful and take care exactly. of yourself doesn't mean we're all together we don't have problems we're just carrying it walking with so much grace yes yeah be kind be kind oh i'm bringing that into my heart thank you for your heart message 
Thank you, Ivy. Thank you. Thank you for sharing all of you, your your tools, your inspiring story. And to all the listeners, thank you thank so you. much for being here. And we wish that we get to inspire you and educate you. And if you have ADHD, know that you're not alone and yeah. there's a lot of tools for you. And if you have a loved one or a partner with the ADHD, kindly expand our compassion and love towards towards them and towards everyone and kindness is the word of the day yes correct <laughs> thank you thank you so much super thank you for 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 this episode i really enjoyed it thank you thank you thank you